If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello and welcome everybody to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. Insert applause, insert applause, darling. Uh, Today we're talking about love as a business strategy, which for those of you who are cynics out there in Circle of Influence land, it sounds like pimping ain't easy. (laughs) To say love as a business strategy, whatever do you mean? (laughs) We're going to talk about this, in a, but I need you to put your cynicism hat away in order for all of this to make sense, right? Amy? Yes. And we are uh, not talking about starting businesses as professional huggers because that's a real thing and it may be very loving, but we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about love that extends through any type of business and using this as a leadership principle, as a sales principle in your marketing, in your core values, the way that you do things. Uh, I feel like we have gone through some waves in business, even when I just look at my journey as an entrepreneur, which I think, let's see, I started my first business when I was 22 and I'm 43. So 21 years in business. Um, When I first started in business, I feel like there was this relationship-based focus. And then we went very Like, ooh, now we got online business. Now we've got digital marketing. Now we've got automations. Let's see how we can never have to talk to people, but make it seem like we're talking to people and we care about them. But then we went through this phase where it's like, we all kind of intuitively know that when there's no connection, it doesn't matter how good your copy is. Like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling like that trust, that sense of importance as a customer. And so it didn't really matter who I did business with. And then I feel like we went through the pandemic where we were like, I'm so tired of all this falseness and what I really want is real connection. And so I think there's never been a better time to really look at love as a business principle and how you can sprinkle it throughout all the areas of your business. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And this harkens me back to something that I have said before um, maybe in our private conversations, maybe not in the podcast, but I have said before that science is spirituality's younger, more obnoxious little sister. And <laughs> by the time that science catches up on that, spirituality is like, we've been on this. We already knew this. <laughs> like, welcome to the show. And so I think that to your point, business has gone through this um, full evolution cycle where it started out as a very feminine structure of commerce, of relationship, of reciprocity. And then it moved into numbers and data and transactions and, you know, gotta get it done and productivity and capitalism and blah, blah, blah. And then 
disaster happens and we come back to just like James Clear says in Atomic Habits, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And mm -hmm. then we fall back down to like, okay, hold on. Let's get back to basic. And here we are again talking about love, but still with the kind of like post-traumatic stress <laughs> syndrome of transactional business. So then yeah. it's like, so that's why the cynicism exists because then it's like, wait a minute. Now you're raising love as a, as a strategy to mm -hmm. say, you know, and right. So that's where we begin. However, to your point, Amy, there's a lot of resistance and, uh, negative connotations about business that you can transcend with mm -hmm. love just like with any other relationship right like i'm thinking of sometimes of my motherhood journey uh with my bonus son in particular there were many times when i was like i'll never stop loving you but i don't like you very much right now <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not just because he's bonus it's that you feel that way about all teenage boys at some all point teenage boys yeah i can attest yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so love can be the salve that eases those transitions when you're when you're pivoting your brand, when you are putting a new product or service out there, and you're not sure about how it's going to land with the market. When you are going for a loan, when you're going for there are certain things that you're like, I don't want to do this. This is uncomfortable. I don't know that I'm gonna if I fail. Blah blah blah. But love will take you through. And part of that is getting back to as Simon Sinek is fond of saying, starting with your why. Mm -hmm. why do you want to put this message out in the world why do you want to serve these people why do you think it's important that they get that service or that product or this you know connection from you and why at this price what makes it so that it not only feeds your family and creates your legacy of wealth but also puts their you know butt on a line as it were because I don't know about you but for me it's like if I pay a lot of money for something I will pay attention I will take it seriously <laughs> if I'm just you know Throwing out dollars that don't matter to me, I'm like, well, I'll get to it when I can. And I don't value it as much, even if it may be that more valuable. And uh, so how do we use love as a business strategy? My first um, recommendation would be to start with your why, as to why you started to get into this business to begin with. I think, I think sometimes people think business and passion are synonymous, and they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. Ask any funeral director. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. not their passion. They're not passionate about dead people. But... Um, but they are passionate about supporting people in their darkest times, right? right? right. And they are incredibly loving as they go through that process. Like um, the the people that helped and supported when my sister lost her son, like they were some of the most loving, kind and compassionate people. And she continued to buy flowers every year for her son's birthday until that flower shop went out of business. And then she was like, huh. I have to, and they knew like she, you know, she'd come in and like, they knew her, they remembered her. They knew what the flower order was because every year she got a different variation of the flower she had um, used at his funeral. And so there is that principle in customer service of, 
how are you really showing your customers that this is more than a transaction that you actually care? Um, So when she went to the new flower shop the first year after they had closed, you know, it was an emotional day. And she went in there and asked for the order that she'd always had. And they're like, oh, we don't do that. And she just started crying. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, And the the owner came out and really talked with her and was like, you know, what can we do? How can we make this work? And so now she's got a new place. And um, even though it was a hard day and it was a challenging experience, she will be loyal to them because they showed that love to her. Yeah. Now, I I think it's easy to see it in that space that if we love our customers and truly take care of them, they keep coming back. But I want to look at the flip side of this, which is that love does not always equal niceness. So on it, when I look at how I raise my children, I love and I adore my children, but I am not like, do whatever the heck you want, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want that? Great. No, I'm like, this is the way it's going to be. These are our standards and moving up to our standards is the way that I show you love because I am teaching you how to be a successful person. I apply, yeah. Like I, you need to be able to thrive in this life. That same principle of love applies to our team members and to our clients. Mm -hmm. And so there is, and Monica, you're so good at this when you're coaching our clients, that tough love. Like I love you enough to tell you you're being ridiculous right now. And you got to jump out of this, right? Because leaving people in a, in a place of challenge or in a place of rut does not mean that we are showing love to them. And I think sometimes we bend to the point where we feel like we're breaking in the business because our team members are walking all over us. Our clients are walking all over us. We have scope creep going on everywhere. And all of a sudden we're like, I feel like I am drowning in this business, but I keep putting on a smile for everybody else. That's not showing love for them. It's not showing love for you. Mm. So one of my past clients, uh, Dino Watt, who's phenomenal, uh, entrepreneur and, uh, he, he works on team cultures. His saying that I have grabbed and I'm like, I will forever hold this in my brain is when someone is not a fit on your team, you get to love them into a different position where they will be happy. Mm. And I'm like, yes, because that is loving, letting someone stay on your team that you're not happy with. They're not going to be happy. Everyone around them is unhappy because it's not a fit. That's not creating a loving environment. That's creating an environment for disgruntlement, for lack of job satisfaction. And it it really doesn't feel good to be in a position where you are not succeeding. So allowing people to be able to see that this is not a fit and giving them space to go find something else. I believe that most people, not everyone, Mm -hmm. but most people can be really successful given the right context. And if you're not the right context for your customers or for your clients, the most loving thing you can do is actually let them go and let them find a good fit for them. That's awesome. I like what you're saying here because part of that is also um, love is an action verb, not a feeling. Part Mm -hmm. of that whole theme is also love for the process of just running a business, right? So it's kind of like having children in that you love these little suckers <laughs> and you just you just want the best for them. Lord have mercy. You know, you just reconstitute yourself and pivot and do a thousand different things in order to um, make them win, right? It'll help them to win. And 
it requires changing diapers and it requires getting up in the middle of the night and it requires cleaning up vomit and it requires, you know, uh, uh, managing temper tantrums and it requires, you know, getting out in the rain and having accidents in the kitchen and somebody took the car for a joyride and da, 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 you know? <laughs> and so it's the same thing with our businesses that it's like, God, me, here we go with this CRM issue again and SEO is not working and the podcast is and that other and the video doesn't render and the blah, blah, blah. And, and we have to be able to at least enjoy or fall in love with or appreciate, if not if not fall in love with, but appreciate the process itself, yeah. not just I'm going to be happy when I get to the destination, because then the process yeah. itself is going to be a dreadful journey, you know? Yeah. And I love this parenting example, too, because I don't love cleaning up vomit. I love <laughs> my children enough that I am willing to clean up their vomit until they are old enough to clean up their own. And I'm like, it came out of your mouth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Cleaned up by your hand. And I, I feel that same way about my business. And sometimes I see entrepreneurs where there's pieces of their business that they're not good at and they don't like. Yeah. And so they just don't do them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you continue on that path, you will never have enough money to pay someone else to do that. Right. You got to get in there and clean up the barf until your business has grown up to that point where now it can pay for somebody else to clean it up for you. Yeah. So all things in my business, I am willing to do. I'm not good at all things in my business. Um, not all things in my business are the best use of my time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, it, from the beginning, I have been willing to do whatever it takes because I love this company. I love what we provide for our clients. I love getting to serve. Um, mm -hmm. there's so many pieces of it that are amazing that I'm, I love it enough to do the parts that aren't. So yeah. I would love for our listeners to just kind of do a little snapshot of their business. Here's our listener challenge for the week. Mm -hmm. um, number one, look at your why. Do you, is there love mixed into that? Number two, look at your customer service processes. Mm -hmm. um, how are you showing your clients that you love them? Number three, I would go through your marketing and your sales and look at, is it authentic? Even if you're using automation, uh, this is the way I always look at it. If I could send the message personally to every person, what would I say if I called them one at a time and then yeah. make that message and use automation to push it out, but make sure everything you send out really is authentic. And then the next level is to really look at your leadership and your team and figure out, are you loving your people enough to create high standards and to deliver things with respect and with kindness and create a really wonderful environment? So just kind of do a little love check. Give yourself some hearts. Oh, I love Show that. Love winning. Too. Yeah. See, see where you're winning. See where you have room for improvement. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. And then tell the truth about the things that you don't yeah. love, right? Because <laughs> I think sometimes we get so caught up on like, I should be doing this or I should appreciate that, etc. It's like, well, sometimes we don't, you know? I'm fond of saying uh, when the math makes sense, the magic can appear, meaning handle the data first, right? But ask me if I like looking at data. You know what I mean? Like, the, no, I don't love it. However, I know it's very necessary. And so when we can be truthful about that, then we can see where we can um, add people to our team or or reposition others that that where they can better use their gifts and so forth. Right? Yes. Awesome. Well, my friends, thank you so much for listening today and joining us on our Your Circle of Influence podcast. We love hearing from you. So please subscribe and uh, make sure that you follow us 
I am at Amy Walker Coach on Instagram. Monica is at Monica Ogando. And we love hearing from you. So please leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And we can't wait to have you back again next time. Thank you so much, everybody. See you next time.